Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black entrepreneur experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards. Our next guest is the owner of Curated with Love, an emerging home fragrance line on a mission to bring love, light, and health to the homes of every candle and fragrance lover. Welcome, Kenzie Snowden. Hi, thank you so much, Dr. Francis, for having me and opening your platform to me. I'm so happy to be here this evening. Uh, well, evening, my Well, you know what? <laughs> this is what we say. It's evening somewhere. Right. It's evening somewhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes. I've given our audience such a brief bio, Kenzie. Why don't you fill in the gaps and share with our audience what you want them to know about you and curated. Absolutely. So um, my name is Kenzie and I am the owner of Curated with Love. Um, it's an emerging home fragrance line um, of essential uh, essential fragrances uh, that are natural, affordable, and invigorating. Um, I, for right now, our line consists of um, hardship wax melts and companion companion room sprays um, that are made with thoughtfully uh, sourced ingredients that create intoxicating but non-toxic um, sensory experiences. And um, I always joke and say that Curay with Love is my pandemic baby. While everyone else was having real babies, I was birthing a business at my kitchen counter. Um, and it really started as a way for me to create something that was, um, you know, just lovely and something to really take my mind off of what was going on around me. I think everyone during that time, during the height of the pandemic, um, was just, you know, it gave them an opportunity to kind of, you know, tap into some passions and some, and some, um, hobbies that they didn't have time for before and you know scent for me was one of those things I love to smell good I love my home to smell good so it was just a natural progression for me um and then you know once I found out uh that some of my favorite candles from some of the big brand um companies that I love to patronize um was actually creating their candles with you know toxic ingredients it just really emboldened me more to really explore creating something that I could feel confident in burning in my home around my family and you know my kid and you know our pets and, you know, Kenzie, we do have and we want to welcome our listeners. And if they have a question for Kenzie or myself, don't hesitate to let us know. So we are so grateful that you joined us. Yes, on this welcome. Yes. yes. So tell us, um, describe the process of creating your company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, Kira would love, like I was, uh, discussing before, you know, I started, it wasn't a business. It just started as, um, a hobby of mine as something that I was doing, you know, for myself, um, to help with the stress of what was going on at the time during the pandemic and it kind of evolved. Right. So, you know, once I, uh, like I was saying, once I found out that, you know, some of the candles I was burning in my home were, made with toxic ingredients, you know, I just went head first, um, for a whole entire year, I immersed myself in, you know, candle making. I learned about the different waxes um, and the different properties in those waxes. I learned about the different 
oils that you can use. I learned about how to combine those things to make, you know, your, your fragrances either soft or really strong in your space. Um, I just really focused in on just figuring out how to create a product that was, um, clean burning and non-toxic and, you know, what started out as something that I love for myself that I was making and burning in my home. And eventually I rolled out to my family and friends. Um, it, it then turned into a business because my friends were getting to a point where they were like, you know, like you sharing all these scents with us. They are great. You know, they, they were, they got to a point where they were now gifting these scents to other people. And one of my friends really told me, it was just like, listen, if you <laughs> like, are you going to do a business? Like wh what is going on? You've been doing this now for a while. You know, we are buying it up. You know, we're now sharing it out and people are now asking me, where can I get more? I had, and at the time I had no website, no Instagram, no anything. I was literally just making these things for myself to enjoy, for my friends to enjoy, my family to enjoy. So once my, um, one of my close friends threatened to like give out my personal information to people I did not know, <laughs> I was just like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe I need to think about, you know, you know, launching a business. So I did in, in December 3031, I just decided, uh, 3031, December 31st, I decided, why not? Why not start a business? Why not launch? So I ended up, you know, um, creating a website. I ended up getting registered with the state, doing all the steps I needed to become legitimate. Um, and, uh, and I launched and I launched with, uh, eight cents that curated over uh, a year, um, that we now have on market and available to the, to the public. And what is your favorite go-to scent? Oh, from the line. It's so hard. Oh my gosh. So first of all, they all my babies and I'm a little biased. Um, but I think my favorite scent is do not disturb. And I, and that actually is a really popular scent among um, my community. I don't, I don't like to call my clients. They are or my customers. They are my community. Um, but um, do not disturb. And, you know, Sunday mornings, you know, in the morning, I love to journal and meditate and have my quiet time. And I love to burn, burn Sunday morning because it has that eucalyptus. It has that sage. It just has that really light, um, smell that really makes your house smell like you just cleaned it up, which also helps my mood. <laughs> it lifts my mood my, when I feel like my house is really clean and it smells really good. So yeah, it, it's those two scents I think are my go-to do not disturb and Sunday morning for sure and talk about capital raising capital to start your business how did you raise the capital so actually that's interesting because I still work a well I work a, a nine to five so a lot of the capital came out of my own pocket um and you know when you're first starting out that could be a little rough because you know, I did a lot of experimenting. I did a lot of, um, I made a lot of concoctions that some of them worked, some of them didn't. So it got a little costly, but um, I, I stuck around for it. So uh, a lot of the capital came out of my pocket and eventually, um, I think I would say six months into the business, I started getting, um, I got my first grant, actually. It was small. It was like $500, but it was very exciting to me because that $500 went towards um, 
uh, you know, oils, different oils and waxes and packaging. I, I was able to upgrade uh, my spray bottles with that money. So, um, so a lot of this was funded out of my pocket. And of course now, um, it's December. So we, we're getting ready to celebrate our one year anniversary. Thank God the business has been able to sustain itself. And congratulations on um, your anniversary coming up. Are you doing any special, anything our audience should know um, about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to be dropping um, a new product. Um, it's still in, um, I'm still tweaking, refining, but we're going to have a new scent to celebrate. Um, just, it's also going into the new year too, right? So we're going to drop a new scent um, to celebrate not only our one year anniversary, but just the start of a new year, cleaning out the old and opening ourselves up to the possibilities of of the new. So I'm very excited about that. We also going to roll off, I hate to say, some scents from our current line that um, that, you know, wasn't as popular over this last year with the community, um, to make room for new things. So I'm very excited. It's a little bittersweet, but, um, it's also exciting too, because I know we're just growing and thriving in new ways. We want to again, thank our listeners for joining and they have a, um, a question for Kenzie. Just let us know. Yes. So Kenzie, <laughs> What is the best way someone's listening and that do not disturb like an amazing um, candle to have this holiday season? Mm -hmm. What is the best way for them to reach out? Oh, man. Um, so you can always reach me through the website that's curatedwithlove.com. That's with a K. Um, you can also hit me up on Instagram. People DM me all the time uh, wanting to um, learn more about the scents. Um, so on Instagram, it's curatedwithloveco. Um, and you can also, you know, I'm always, if you're in the Maryland area, the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, I am constantly popping up like I love to be out there in the community I love meeting people I love seeing people experience the product so you can always catch me at a pop-up in 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 the DMV area and um, I'm always advertising on my Instagram if you want to keep up with me definitely follow me there I put all my pop-ups all the podcast interviews you know new products everything on that page so that people can you know stay connected and and get out there and meet me and and experience the products you talked about curated with love being your pandemic baby mm -hmm. and we're hearing words about inflation recession pandemic a mm -hmm. new pandemic what advice would you give a entrepreneur or someone wanting to start a business during um a challenging season so my best advice is go with it. I mean, I don't think there has ever been a time where a new business emerged that it wasn't some type of um, uh, issue or, you know, or or some type of 
um, conflict going on. And I will also say, if you're thinking about starting a business, usually businesses are started in response to a problem. So for Curated with Love, you know, it really evolved. It, it started out, yes, as something that brought me joy, but it ended up evolving as an answer to a problem because, you know, there's a ton of candles and wax melts and just scents in general that are on the market that um, that are toxic. And I wanted to come into the market and provide an option to people that was healthy, that didn't make them sick, that but yet still brought them joy and still smell. It didn't smell medicated. It smelled really, really good. It smelled clean and things like that. So my best advice is if you start, no matter when you start, it could be a pandemic, it could be a recession, it could be, you know, the housing market crashing, whatever it may be. Some of the best businesses have, have been born out of crisis. So I would say, make sure your business is, is solving a need or providing an answer or providing an answer to a problem. Speaking of problems, what problem exists in the world today that you would like to solve? Oh, my business like to solve or just in general? However you interpret the question is how you <laughs> answer it. Okay. So I would say um, one of the, well, right now, I think um, we live in a time where everyone is just so, um, we're so divided and it's so much um, chaos um, and it's just a lot of division, right? And I think one of the things that I want to do is bring a little bit of love and light back into um, just back into my community and to the people I reach around the world. I want um to remind people that it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to to love on yourself, love on your neighbor. Um, it's okay to, yeah, you may have a bad day today. It's okay, but remember that there's light, you know, at the end of that tunnel. It's light at the end of whatever you're going through, um, that there's always possibility. So my message is always to be, um, to, to my community is to always remember to love. I think that's something we lack, you know, um, out here today. And that's something that I want to remind people of in my small way. I think when you look at my products, my wax melts are intentionally shaped in hearts um, because I want to remind people that love, <laughs> love conquers all. It sounds cliche, but it really does. It, it's a healing agent, um, both personally and to those around you. Um, and it really does lift people up and, um, you know, I just want to, I just want to infuse that into everything that I do when people come and see me in person at pop-ups, you know, I have a very colorful display. I have balloons, I have this big balloon arch and it's meant to, to really, um, inspire joy or trigger joy. It's not, it's also to be eye-catchy, obviously, but it's also to trigger joy um, because when you come, I want people to feel like, oh my God, like, <laughs> you know, forget their problems for a minute and just, you know, just experience the products and just be swept away. That's my goal. And that's the, maybe that's the problem I'm trying to solve. <laughs> we want to thank our listeners for joining us. And if they have a question for Kinsey, don't hesitate to let us know. 
So Kenzie, talk about naming the business. I love the name Curated Love. How did Thanks. you come up with well, curated, I remember when I first started, because curated is technically uh, spelled with a C, but it's spelled with a K. And that's intentional because my name starts with a K. And I was cliche enough to make sure my business started with a K. <laughs> um, and uh, the name really originated, one, because I was curating all my products I handmade. I handmake everything myself. Um, so I was literally curating all of my products down to not only the scents to, again, to how my, how my product look, how my wax melts came out. All of that is done by hand. Um, and then with love, I'm doing everything, this, everything with love. I, I put a lot of time, energy, um, into my product, um, and into my community and I just wanted my name, my business name to reflect that. It's it's reflecting the values that I hold and that I carry within my business. You talked about um, working a nine to five. And so you're mm -hmm. a hybrid entrepreneur. Yes. Talk about that journey and how do you balance it all? Uh, yeah, the journey was in the beginning you know, in the beginning, where it, it's exciting, right? When you start a business, you you have all these ideas, and it's it's driving every decision you make. And I found in the beginning, you know, working a nine to five, I think the business was a little bit distracting um, to to my day job because you know, I in the beginning, that's all I thought about. I thought about, you know, I'm on my nine to five, and I'm thinking about. Oh gosh, how can I how can I remix that scent so it's not as strong or how can I get a, a stronger scent throw with this this particular wax? Um so in the beginning it was hard to to find a balance um between the day job and my business. And really um how I found that was um really managing my time properly and saying, okay. Kenzie, from this time to this time, this is the nine to five. You have to focus on this. And from this time to this time, this is all business. You can, you know, go as wild as you want, you know, from this time to this time with the business. But from this time, you have to devote, you have to concentrate and devote your time and energy to your livelihood, to your, to your main livelihood. Um, and then it evolved, right? As the business start growing and picking up, um, I faced a new challenge. It was, you know, not now I'm not as distracted, but now I'm trying to figure out, okay, do I have enough time to, after the nine to five, do I have enough time to, you know, do the schedule, the podcast, do the outreach, um, make product. Cause I have to replenish, um, what I'm selling and make sure I have a good, um, stock. Um, and, and do I have enough time to package things and, and do little handwritten notes, you know, and, Whew, it is a lot because when you are when you are so invested in something, you want to just spend all your time there. And sometimes you don't like you only have 24 hours and I still need to sleep um, and I still need to, I don't know, attend to my my son who may you know need some guidance here and there. So the journey has been it's been interesting because I feel like, you know, Every time I, 
I think I conquered one area like time management. It's a new, it's a new challenge. You know, it went from concentration to now figuring out, do I have enough time? And now a year, almost a year in, I'm facing, okay, I know I, I, I got the concentration. I know how to balance the time, but how do I stay motivated? How do I stay consistent and that goes back to now mindset. Now I'm training the mindset to remember why I'm doing it. Um, and you know, why I'm doing it and to fuel me when I have those moments like, oh God, I'm so tired. I just want to lay down. This can wait till tomorrow. No, it can't wait till tomorrow. Cause if you put this task off for tomorrow, it's going to put you behind on other tasks. So you need to do it and you need to do it because you decided to start this business because you wanted to provide an alternative to what was on the market. You wanted to provide something that was clean and eco-friendly and that people could feel confident in burning and using in their homes. So Kenzie, get your mind right. You know your why, get up, get it done. So it went from concentration, time to nail mindset. And who knows what it's gonna be next year? <laughs> who knows where, where this journey is gonna take me? Advice you wish you had followed. Oh, advice I wish I would have followed. Um, I think I would have. I think I would have listened. Um, when um my girlfriend who is she's been an entrepreneur. I think, God, decades now. She was doing it way before I I was. And her one of her pieces of advice is when I when I started was not um was not to obsess, basically not to obsess, not to obsess and, and, and want everything to be perfect because everything will never, ever, ever be perfect. And I'm one of those people, especially when it's mine, it's like, oh, I will hold on to something and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it to death <laughs> until I think it's like super perfect. But sometimes, you know, as much as you tweak it, it will never be perfect. And sometimes it's, it, people are, people are more forgiving than you think. Like in my mind, I'm thinking I would have the thought, like, if this is not perfect, people are just going to rip me to shreds. But in reality, that's, that's not the case. Like people are so understanding, particularly when you are a band of one trying to work a business, they, you know, people are so forgiving and so encouraging. Um, sometimes I, you know, I think I, I forget that. Like I'm so hard on myself and want everything to be so perfect that I think that everyone else wants that, but that's not true. Like people, people are not looking for perfection. People are just looking for authenticity, authentic. People are looking for you. I can't even say the word. People are looking for you to be authentic. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so fill in the blank. Thank you, pandemic, because. Oh, it brought me to my business. Thank you, pandemic. It brought me to my business and really woke me up to, to what was going on around me as far as health-wise. If you lost everything, Kenzie, and you had to build in 30 days, what business would you start and why? If I lost everything, what business I would start and why? Yes. Um, I actually, I actually will still start a home fragrance business and I will still start it because, um, it's a health element for me. 
I love it. It's something that I love and something that I know I burn and a lot of my friends, family, friends and family burn. And I was still, I was still start a home fragrance business for sure. Like if I have nothing else, I still would do that. What is your most costly lesson you have learned in life or business? Oh, um, just in general, procrastination is a costly habit um, that that has no place in business or in your personal life. Um, you know, I was a huge, huge procrastinate procrastinator before um, before business, really, even on my day job, I, I would procrastinate and procrastinate and procrastinate. And I noticed in the beginning of my business, I, I, I kind of brought those habits over and it did cost me, it cost you time. It cost you energy. And sometimes it costs you money. Um, because when you wait, particularly when you are doing something handmade, you can't wait to the last minute to order, you know, packaging or ingredients or anything like that, particularly right now when the, um, when the, uh, when the, uh, the supply chain is so iffy. Yeah. Procrastination, I think was the most costly, uh, lesson I had to learn how to, I had to conquer that for sure. (laughs) We want to thank our listeners for joining in. And if anyone has a question for Kenzie, don't hesitate. No. Kenzie, if someone wrote an autobiography about you today, what is something that we would learn about you in this autobiography that we don't know? Oh man, probably uh, the key, probably the key piece was that I was a teenage mom. Um, I had my son at 15 and a lot of people, um, well, people, you know, who know me know that, but a lot of people do not know that, um, that I was a, uh, single teenage mom. So that probably be a focal point and, um, part of that story, my journey through that will probably be, probably be key in that, <laughs> probably be key in that book. It was a huge part of my, um, obviously a huge part of my, uh, growing up and, in, in molding me, um, into an adult for sure. Thank you for sharing that. If you could spend time with one person, living or not, who would you have a dinner conversation with and what would you say? Oh, a dinner conversation. So I probably would talk to my Angelo only because I love her writing. And at one point in my life, I wanted to be a poet or writer or something like that. So I probably would have a conversation with her about just uh how does she stay so tapped into um her creativity where she drew how does she draw inspiration from her past experiences without it overtaking her emotionally because sometimes when people particularly creatives you know we draw from uh our past experiences good or bad and sometimes it could be um hard reliving some of those hard moments when you're trying to produce something um, that is impactful, uh, for the world. So I probably would, probably would pick her brain on that. <laughs> Thank you for that. What is the biggest obstacle that you have overcome? Uh, well, 
biggest obstacle obstacle personally is is being a teenage mom right like that hands down was the hardest um the hardest uh uh moment in my life um but the most rewarding i always say that that experience kind of grew it grew me up obviously and it also gave me um motivation and something to work for and towards i always knew um even though i had a child young i just i i knew i wanted to raise a successful whole human being regardless and i also wanted to achieve my my goals i still wanted to go to college i still wanted um to have a great career i still wanted to do all the things i wanted to do pre-baby and i did i accomplished all those things i got a, a bachelor's i got a master's my son is a college graduate um and he's off doing his creative thing and now i have a business i have a great daytime career so um yeah i think that will be i i think that will probably be the biggest obstacle um in my life talk to the mom bosses <laughs> okay just just in general just talk to the mom bosses right. what advice would you give them oh man don't get lost in being a mom because there's life after um i learned very quickly when i dropped my son off at college i learned very quickly i had to find something to do with myself because I think when you, particularly I was a single mom, my life kind of revolved around work, my son, um, you know, and his activities, getting him, getting him, um, you know, ready for life in general. Um, and you don't realize the amount of, uh, energy and time spent, um, when you are a mom until after they're gone, like you, you realize, cause you're tired, you know, when you're going through, but after they leave, you'd be like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe I have this much time on my hands. So, you know, what I did was, you know, I decided to use that extra time to, you know, do personal development. That's when I went back and got my master's. Um, I used the time to obviously, um, during the pandemic, my son was off at college. Um, that's when I started researching and, and really diving into candle making and ultimately starting my business. So I would always say that there's life after and, and be thinking about that because I had no plan. I didn't, I didn't think about life after until it actually happened. Um, and I had to just kind of figure it out, but yeah, life after it is sweet, it's bittersweet, but, um, it's rewarding when, when you, um, when you realize that now you can use that time to, to really, uh, to really develop yourself and devote to yourself. And I will say too, my self-care went through the roof when, um, when my son went to college as well. Like, you know, I had a lot of time to, to really set routines like meditation, like, whereas before I would rush through my mornings and rush through my day because not only am I, I'm maintaining my schedule, but I had my son's schedule. He's doing all these different activities and, and, you know, as, as they get closer to college, you're doing all these college preps and things like that. So, um, I didn't really have much time for self-care. So I think, 
<laughs> also, uh, don't forget about self-care, you guys. Like, definitely take care of yourselves. And it's hard to do it when you have the kids, but um, definitely make time for it. Because afterwards, you realize, you know, now that my son is grown and, and he has his own thing, it's like, that I do all the self-care. It's like, gosh, why wasn't I doing this before? Why wasn't I prioritizing myself before? Because I'm a much happier person when I prioritize myself and do the things that make me happy. <laughs> I probably was so cranky. I asked my son all the time, was I was I cranky <laughs> a lot? Because I feel like I'm a lot happier and a lot lighter now. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, Kenzie. Talk about mental wellness and mm-hmm. running a business. Mm. Yeah. So running a business can be taxing, right? I think running a business and, and also working a, a, um, a full-time job can be taxing mentally. Um, because you know, during the day you are propelling other people's agendas and visions and, you know, and by night you are trying to find the energy to propel and, propel your own vision and set the course for your business. So, you know, having a strong mindset is so critical when you are a entrepreneur, because I'm telling you, it's going to be times where you are just absolutely exhausted and you want to give up. Um, particularly, you know, when you're seeing, when you feel like you're doing, you putting all this energy into something and you're not getting anything back from it. Um, but you have to really tell yourself and really believe that what you're doing is purposeful, um, it's intentional, and that eventually you will find your tribe. Um, and like I said before, it's really going back to the why. Um, to to I, I truly believe when I have those hard mental moments, it's the why that keeps me going. It's it's the why that keeps me creating. It's the why that keeps me wanting to continuously uh, refine uh, my product, refine who I am as a person, refine my presentation. It's just the why is the driver. And, you know, when you have a strong sense of why you're doing something, I think it's easy to, to overcome those mental roadblocks. want to thank our listeners for joining and if they have a question don't hesitate to let us know Kenzie what is your best discovery in life or business my best discovery ooh that's a good question i'm going to say the best discovery it it really it really lied within me it it i always surprised myself that i was able to create something that not only I love, but other people love. I get such a kick out of seeing people, you know, experience the pro the products and, um, you know, people DM me, um, they email me and really tell me how they are enjoying the sense. Like I have one, um, member of our community and, 
you know, her mother, she tells me all the time, like, my mother loves your stuff. She loves the hearts. Oh my God. She gets so tickled when I come home and I bring her some of your products. You know, um, she now, she doesn't even buy, she used to be a Yankee Candle fan and now she, she no longer buys their, their products. She buys mine. And you know, that type of thing just really, I mean, it just brings me so much joy. And I, it, it's just so surprising to me that, I created something that other people enjoy. That to me is just, it's mind blowing all into itself. And it sounds so, it's, it doesn't sound like major, but for me, um, as someone who, again, spent, you know, my life working on a job, pushing other people's, you know, ideas and agenda to have something that from start to finish is my vision and people actually enjoy it. It just, it gives me so much confidence in myself. It, it just, it just gives me so much joy. I just, I can't even put it into words for real. We want to thank our listeners for joining in. And if they have a question for Kenzie, let us know. What is your biggest achievement so far in your business? Oh, my biggest achievement would be, hmm, I would say <laughs> launching all into itself and not letting my fear or my, um, or my negative self-talk, uh, stop me is huge. Um, uh, cause business has really stretched and grown and, and has grown me in so many different ways. So definitely I would say starting and overcoming like my fear and the negative self talk, talk to even start. And then I would say a year later, you know, in business, the biggest accomplishment is really, um, creating a community around my product, um, and around the brand. Um, and having people really gravitate to it and trust me enough to invite, you know, invite me and my product into their homes. I think that is a major accomplishment as well. And I'm starting to educate people about what they are burning in their homes and what to look for too. So I think that also is um, a major accomplishment, just making people aware, you know, of what, what, what they're taking in, I think is key. What is your biggest challenge of being an entrepreneur? Oh, just the energy and time, <laughs> energy and time, like keeping up with everything. I'm a, you know, when you are um, a small business and particularly when you're a small business hand making everything, time is so critical. Oh my gosh. Like having time to create, having time to market, having time to, to just have, you know, to give people, um, you know, when I meet people, the time and attention, um, to talk to them, to talk about the product, to even, you know, get to know them. I love to get to know members of my community. Um, so I would say time, that is the biggest challenge because again, I'm splitting my time between, you know, a day job and, you know, the business and a part of that business is doing a lot. It's, it's labor intensive. So time is the biggest challenge. What feeds your soul? Oh, man. Um, my faith feeds my soul. Um, 
I don't think if anybody has ever been through anything in life, um, you, you know that you need some type of anchor, uh, to keep you grounded and keep you going. So my faith really does feed my soul knowing that, um, there's something bigger than me, um, gives me a sense of comfort knowing that I'm created for a purpose, um, gives me a sense of comfort knowing that, um, that before I was even, you know, formed in my mother's womb, that, that, you know, my life was pretty much predestined, predestined, um, is what, is what feeds my soul. You talked about self-care. Mm-hmm. Self-care is defined as physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. Mm-hmm. One and only one is calling for your attention today. <laughs> spiritual. Um, if my spirit and my energy is not right, I can't be any good. I can't be good to anyone else. Um, to, to truly care and, um, love people, you have to first care and love yourself. So spiritual is always my top, um, my top priority and everything else falls, falls after that for sure. (laughs) You talked about curated with love and your candles are hearts. Mm-hmm. What breaks your heart? Uh, um, gosh, hate, discrimination, uh, people not recognizing their value breaks my heart for sure. Um, yeah, that bre- that breaks my heart. Just people, yeah, just the just the ugly side of life sometimes breaks my heart for sure. You know, every every every, you know, there's there's just a lot of uh, division out here now. So that it just really breaks my heart that people will latch on to the differences more than they would latch on to what we have in common. Um, We're all human, regardless of what color you are, what sex you are. It it just doesn't matter. We're all human and we should be um, courteous and accepting of all of us, of everyone in every lifestyle. Um, I don't think it should be, I don't think we should judge one another. I really don't. We can have opinions. We don't have to agree on everything. Um, but we should all agree to be um, courteous and loving and understanding of one another. Thank you for that, Kinsey. If you conducted this interview, what is the one question you would have asked yourself? I want you to ask the question and answer it. <laughs> um, okay, so the one question I probably would ask myself is, where do you see your business going in the next five years? And my response would be, um, 
I see it going up. <laughs> I see it continually to grow and to um, educate the community on, you know, the things that they're burning in their homes. I also see our product line evolving. Right now we have wax melts and room sprays, but I definitely want to expand the line to include body care. Um, a lot of members from my community have been requesting that from me and I am working on that dil diligently, but I, I definitely want to make sure it's right before I roll it out. Cause so many people are doing, um, body care and I want to do it right and do it with, uh, intention. Um, and ultimately, you know, my dream is to have my own perfume and, uh, definitely working towards, towards that. So yeah, I would definitely say, Keep an eye out on Curie with Love. We're going to be a household names within the next five years or so. If not sooner, if I can help it. <laughs> we want to thank our listeners and give them one opportunity before we wrap it up. If they had a question for Kenzie and we want to thank them again for joining us. We're going to move into what's called a rapid round of fun. I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. If there's something you desire not to answer, feel free to say pass. Are you okay. ready for a rapid round of fun? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. Your ideal <laughs> car. My ideal car would be a Lexus truck. Your favorite holiday. Oh, man. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Your favorite color? Uh, pink. If you haven't seen my uh, display, it's pink. <laughs> Your first job? Ooh, I was uh, working as a uh, intern paralegal le legal for the federal government. The last movie you saw? The Devil You Know. You relaxed doing what? Uh, reading a good book. Your favorite singer or rapper? Ooh. Um, so two, rappers Rick Rawls, because I feel like uh, his hustle doesn't get talked about enough. And my favorite singer is Brandy, because her vocals are just amazing, and they just, yeah, they get better with time. <laughs> Your favorite dance song? Ooh, Tony Braxton Dance. What food do you eat every week, no matter what? Uh, a good salad. Work out or hit the couch? Workout, even though lately I've been hitting the couch. <laughs> we, again, want to thank um, not only you, Kenzie, but our listeners. And before we conclude, if anyone had a question for Kenzie, we would not. We would be remiss if we didn't ask you to um, let us know that. We want to thank you for joining us, joining us on Black Entrepreneur Experience Live. Kenzie Snowden, before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience the best way for them to connect with you and to do business with you and feel free all your social media handles. Oh yeah, absolutely. First, thank you so much, Dr. Francis, for having me again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for, for, uh, you know, opening up your platform to me and to the listeners. Thank you for sitting in and listening. I really appreciate it. Um, please connect with me. I have a website. It's curated with love. It's curated with a K, um, dot com. You can reach me on, um, Instagram. That's curated with love co. That's curated with love co. Um, you could also reach me on TikTok. It's the same handle, 
Curated with Love Co. That's Curated with Love Co. Um, and then you can also um, make sure you connect with me on Instagram because that's where I post all my pop-ups. So if you are in the uh, Maryland, D.C. or Virginia area, please keep up with my Insta and come out and meet me in person. I'm always out with my beautiful balloon display. Um, so you can um, get to know some of my products and we can talk more about, you know, health and why I'm doing what I'm doing. 